We're here in WAC Vegas at the Orleans Arena. Welcome to the WAC Podcast. Before we get started, going to show you some sights and sounds around the beautiful city of Las Vegas. And we're here at the Michelob Ultra Arena. This is where day one and two of our tournament will be. Games get underway for the women first round Monday at noon and then the men's first round Tuesday at noon. Going to be a blast. <laughs> you can't come to Las Vegas and not check out the sign. It is such a big part of what tourists come to see here. Cannot wait. The tournament gets underway on Monday. The WAC Podcast is next. Welcome to the WAC Podcast. Today's episode is presented by Hercules Tires. And now, here are your hosts, Eric Danner and Kendra Sheehan. Welcome to the Orleans Hotel. Eric Danner and Kendra Sheehan. We saw Kendra dancing around various points of, of Las Vegas in this right. special episode of the WAC Podcast. You got where where'd you get to go there? You, got, you went to uh you went to the Orleans Arena. Yep, Michelbalcher Arena. Yeah. Uh, went down the strip. the strip. So if you check out Wax Sports Instagram, you'll see all those fun videos. Yelled, it, yelled out, "Who's ready for Wax Vegas?" I had some responses. I do not know what they said. Hopefully, they weren't curse words. <laughs> we're not quite sure. We're not sure, but yeah, they were. They were pumped, and uh, of course, the all-time famous Las Vegas sign. Uh, had First to... time I've ever seen. I've been to Vegas many times. Never seen the sign. Yeah, you would miss it if you. <laughs> it's not That's... as big as you think. <laughs> it's been there a long time, but there's a lot of people there. Oh yeah, I mean everybody is going there. There were limos pulling up, big buses of you know big party groups coming to get their picture in front of the sign before they take on Vegas for the night. And then Gordon Ramsay's uh, Hell's Kitchen. Yes. Uh, what what? Uh, David Copperfield. Yeah, some big time your, your magicians. magicians. Yes. Uh, Adele. Adele. Yeah, we did see. Jimmy we Buffett the, is. We saw over. the signs. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then here we are, Whack Vegas. And if you come to the Orleans, you see the great sign. You know when they're rotating. Oh through. yes. And then also at Michelob Ultra Arena on the Strip. Yeah. We're, we're on the Strip, Whack Vegas. So very excited. Whack Vegas made to, it to, to the strip. be here. <laughs> the seatings came, or the uh, the tournament brackets came out. We've been talking about the seating system all year long, and it came into play. Uh, starting did. on the men's side, Sam Houston, the number one seed, did not have the best whack record on the season, but have the best net ranking, Ken Palm ranking, and whack resume seeding system ranking. They get the top spot. A lot of that has to do, I mean, they, they did have those big wins at Oklahoma, at Utah, but also some big wins in conference, and they come in, Bearcats winning seven in a row. Yeah, coming in on a hot streak is certainly, I think, what a lot of teams want to be doing. They want to be playing their best basketball towards the end of the season, come in with that momentum. And it was going to be a close battle between Utah Valley and Sam Houston. Their resume seeding standings were very, very close. Utah Valley ends up actually clinching the regular season championship. But those wins that Sam Houston had in the non-conference and also the the amount of wins that they had during the regular season is what kind of pushed them ahead. And so that's going to be, that's going to be fun as Sam Houston's in the upper bracket, Utah Valley is in the lower bracket, but both have big challenges if they want to be able to face each other in this, in the semifinals. Utah Valley, congratulations to them winning the outright WAC championship second time under Mark Madsen. They've done that. And, and of course their resume is pretty good too. They won at Oregon. Uh, and if you remember, they played Wake Forest down to uh, overtime, uh, at the beginning of the season as well, have that uh, very 
talented starting lineup. Trey Woodbury had a triple-double final game and, the, and didn't play the last 10 minutes or so. So that'll be uh, very interesting if the if we see chalk, but there's all kinds of good matchups we're going to see as far as Michelob Ultra Arena on Tuesday, California Baptist against Abilene Christian, Grand Canyon against UT Arlington, and then the night games will be Tarleton against UTRGV. We're going to talk to Cal McDonald, segment number two, chief uh, editor-in-chief of Whack Hoops Digest. He, uh, he talks about how Tarleton could be a real tough matchup if they wind up playing Utah Valley because they did beat them uh, just about a week ago in Stephenville. And then Stephen F. Austin playing Utah Tech, and that's another one that Cal McDonald circled. I don't know if, I, uh, if, if I'm playing analyst if I agree with that, <laughs> but Utah Tech blew out Seattle U, and Stephen F. Austin played uh, probably uh, you know their worst game of the season uh, in the finale against Utah Valley. Yeah, and I mean, you know, last year, Stephen F. Austin came in super hot. This year, yeah, arguably one of their worst games of the season. And so they they need to, maybe that's fuel for them. But, you know, one of the cool things is you look at it and you look at all these matchups and each of these teams have had really impressive wins and then they've had just, eh, you know, so it's what team are we going to get? Tarleton has had some incredible games where they've taken down Grand Canyon by 20 plus points and other teams. And, you know, then some of the times that they're just, you know, average or, you know, just kind of in the middle of the pack. And so it'll be interesting to see which teams we get to show up because you got to come to play if you want to win. <laughs> so make a little ultra arena on Tuesday. Then we switch over to the Orleans on Thursday. This is just on the men's side. Uh, top four seeds, Sam Houston one, Utah Valley two, Southern Utah number three. They've been uh, steady all year and, and will be a team to watch. And then also Seattle U at number four. This is a team, uh, we, we've seen them, uh, they, they were on a hot streak in January, kind of cooled off a little bit. As I mentioned, uh, had a really bad game against Utah Tech, but then bounced back. So it'll be interesting to see which Seattle U team will the real Slim Shady please stand up. <laughs> You can hear that with uh, Cal McDonald a little bit, but Cam Tyson is one of those kind of guys that could score 35, 40 points and get red hot and carry a team on his back. Certainly. And I mean, you know, Seattle, U was that team that came in last year. They had a bio late to the semis and, and they were out that first round. I'm sure that lingers in the back of their minds and they're going to want to come to play. And I think that was part of the logic in putting this bracket together. Kendra was that you didn't want to have those situations where there was such a long layoff for some teams. Yeah. And and then not for others. So even though they're not playing till Thursday, the first men's games are Tuesday. So there's not quite as big a disparity in uh, when the teams will play. Women's were starting Monday. Whoop. We're starting at noon. Abilene Christian against Sam Houston right off the bat, 8-9. Utah Tech, uh, again, Utah Tech, Tarleton, not eligible for the NCAA tournament. If they were to win, they're not eligible for the AQ. But Commissioner Thornton, and others very uh, strongly felt that these teams need to be involved in the tournament. Utah Tech just a couple hours away in uh, St. George, so they could have some people come out to support them, as will Southern Utah, who is uh, the number two seed on the women's side, outright champions in the WAC this year, and evidently uh, Coach Sanders, about six foot four, did not. I know, that. did not know that. Well, McDonald's knowledge there. Yeah, we talked to her uh, just on our last final finale episode, the Road to Whack Vegas, and she was sitting down, so we couldn't tell. But yeah, that's. that's... I, I know she had played uh, Division One basketball. Yeah, but, you know. 
I guess we did. When you're a coach, they don't list your uh, height like they do when you're a player. That's true. We'll have to get a picture when I stand next to her. It'll just. You're gonna stand next. To, next uh, who's the tallest guy? Mark Madsen. Yeah. Uh... Stand him in the middle of them. I'll wear my <laughs> heels. <laughs> I uh, got seven different pairs I brought. So. <laughs> so Utah, the battle of the Utah teams at the two o'clock, the six o'clock game will be New Mexico State against UTRGV. Just a few years ago, Kendra, that was the WAC championship game. New Mexico State, uh, they, they have a lot of support as, of course, the, the men's team, not here in WAG Vegas, but their women's team is. And anybody who's coming out, and I, I know there's been you know, a groundswell on uh, Twitter, on social media. Hey, the Aggies are in the tournament. The women, let's go support them. Yeah, I mean, you know, that that's a team that really can surprise a lot of people. They're, they have a tough bracket going. They got to go through UTRGV and then Southern Utah, but very impressive what Jody Adams has done this year. And then we look at the final game on Monday, UT Arlington and Seattle U. So, you know, that's going to be another fun matchup too with the Mavs joining this league for the first time. Or actually, I marked that the second time they were in the league, 2012, oh, that's 2013. Correct. Yeah, thank you for catching that. Yeah. <laughs> and as we're recording this at the Orleans Hotel, just down the hall, we saw the UTA. Yeah, they're, uh, they're in, the, on the thing. It says they're in there until 11.45 I mean, PM. they're breaking it down. <laughs> I mean, they might have to break down four different games, I guess. That's uh, true, yeah. On their way to the tournament here. But um, they are, they're a team. They won the Sun Belt Tournament last year, so they, they know how to, you know, play Big and big games, but then you look at those four buys, and we talked about Stephen F. Austin being the number one seed, and and just being very dominant all year long. Southern Utah and California Baptist. We're going to talk about uh, Coach Jared Olson with Kyle McDonald in our next segment, and and the job that he's done this year. Maybe kind of under the radar a little bit, just in terms of all the players they lost, Ani Oleda and Brittany Thomas, and every and Trinity San Antonio when she came back, and everything kind of gelled for them. But Molly Miller is uh, somebody we haven't talked a lot about recently. She knows how to win. She's with her career record, like one of the She's top one of the top three coaches. NCAA. Yeah. Number three seed. So they're in a good spot there. You had a chance to talk to her on the road to WAC Vegas in person. Uh, what, what about uh, two months ago now? Yeah, it feels so long. But uh, it's crazy. Got some uh, uh, chicken. I believe. Oh, uh, that's right. Shout out to Grand Canyon for the hospitality. I We show up there 8 p.m., 8.30 to do this interview, and they are having their food. And they're like, hey, if you want to have make a plate. So me, yes, free food, <laughs> live for it. So I'm making a plate. And they're like, we're just going to get more food in like 12 hours. Do you want to just take it? I mean, we walked away with yeah. so much, a jug of lemonade that I just recently finished. <laughs> Delicious. <laughs> and she did a TikTok. And she did a TikTok, yes. So check out our Wax Sports TikTok. That was very exciting. <laughs> so speaking of exciting, uh, Wax Vegas is here. I can't believe it. We're in, we're in the Orleans. We're not sleeping for eight days. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, when we come back, uh, we're going to have Kyle McDonald. We're going to break down, and he's going to give his picks to win the Wax tournaments. You're listening to the Wax Podcast. Down, down, Get ready for an entire week in WAC Vegas. More teams, more games. The 2023 Hercules Tires WAC Basketball Tournament. March 6th through the 11th. At the Michelob Ultra Arena and the Orleans Arena in Las Vegas. For ticket information, go to WACSports.com. 
Welcome back to the WAC Podcast. Eric Andrew, Kendra Sheehan. We're at the Orleans Arena. We're where the magic is going to happen in just a few days. Uh, but actually, things are first going to start at Michelob Ultra. And we're joined by Kyle McDonald, the editor-in-chief of WAC Hoops Digest. He covers the WAC uh, better than anybody. Kyle, uh, welcome back to the show. We did this last year. We're going to have you on again today to talk about the big WAC Vegas matchup. So, once again, thank you for doing this. Yeah, uh, at least I'm not in an airport this time, Eric. <laughs> That's uh, right. I remember I was at the Albuquerque uh, International Airport getting ready to fly into Vegas last year because I had gone to Las Cruces, and I got to stay home for the re- regular season finale last night against, you know, in Utah Valley, won the regular season title outright. So uh, I'll be down there tomorrow night late, and uh, but looking forward to a great week. So thanks for having me. Absolutely, Kyle. I mean, why don't we start with what the regular season finale? You were there, Utah Valley playing Stephen F. Austin. They clinched the regular season championship outright with a, a pretty dominant win over the Lumberjacks. From your perspective of following the Wolverines, you know, they came in, they they had such a solid regular season. They get the two seed. How do you expect them to factor into this tournament? So I think Utah Valley's got a tough First round quarterfinal, well, not first round, quarterfinal matchup, excuse me. Uh, Tarleton and UTRGV, they, they play the winner of that ball game. And Tarleton just beat Utah Valley by 17 in Stephenville. It really wasn't ever close. They held Utah Valley to two field goals in the first half in that ball game. That's a crazy thing. UTRGV, Justin Johnson, we know what he can do. He can score. He can do all kinds of things for them. Uh, it, that's a tough matchup in a quarterfinal round. and. I mean, if they get to the semifinals, they're possibly going to be facing one of their two in-state rivals in Southern Utah, Utah Tech, depending on how that plays out. So I think as a two-seed, Utah Valley's got kind of a difficult road ahead. Uh, You know, we know that they haven't ever been past the semifinals at the WAC tournaments. Grand Canyon's knocked them out a couple times. New Mexico State knocked them out the last time they were in the semifinals. So... It'll be interesting to see which Utah Valley team shows up on Thursday. And, of course, uh, a lot's been made of the resume seating system the WAC has used this year. Very innovative, uh, very much like the same system that uh, the NCAA uses to select teams to get into the tournament. And it doesn't do the straight line uh, that uh, we see in, in most conferences. So Sam Houston comes out as the number one seed, even though Utah Valley had the advantage of them in conference record. But Sam Houston... Uh, on a oh, probably the hottest team in the WAC right now, even though Utah Valley coming off that big 60-point win over Stephen F. Austin, but Sam Houston's won seven in a row. They've proven they can win in Oklahoma. They won at Utah, and now we're in the tournament. And this is a team I don't think uh, anybody wants to face right now. Yeah, Sam. what Sam Houston done, what Jason Hooten's done with that squad has been remarkable. I mean, they lose Savion Flag, who was probably a – he was a player of the year candidate last year first team all wax selection and he was basically their everything but they bring in quay grant they brought in some size with casey Ziagu. um cam hoofner has been really good for them the thing that makes me a little nervous about the bearcats right now they got banged up this past week against sfa they lost tristan ipe who might be done for the season lamar wilkerson one of their six men off the bench one of their shooters who hit the game winner in that uh thrilling win over oklahoma to start the season he has a wrist injury. So 
I mean, they still dominated ACU on the reg- in the regular season finale, so it's very impressive what they're doing. I- I'm very interested. They kind of they have ACU or um, CBU, and they beat both those teams pretty handily this year. So they should be able to get to the semifinals, but it's all about you know health for them right now. And luckily, they got a few days to get rested and recuperate. But they're a very good team. They defend well. I mean, they held. CBU to 45 points a week ago. Um, they're playing really well right now. And I think to get their offense going like they did on Friday night is a big step for them, especially with a few guys banged up. Now, Kyle, one of the big storylines from last year was the teams that were really hot coming in, one of those being Stephen F. Austin. They were on a 10-game win streak. Then they hit Vegas and one and done. Another one of those was Seattle U coming in all the way, getting a bye all the way to the semifinals, one and done. And so when you look at some of these matchups and you see, you know, Seattle U having the potential to play Grand Canyon or UT Arlington and, you know, Sam Houston, of course, that one that we had just kind of talked about, where do you see some upsets and do you see any any uh, challengers for these teams that have that buy to the through the first round that you know they need to really show up and play if they want to move on. I'm going to go with I, well, I think there's three really. I think GCU, Seattle, and that quarterfinal will be very very interesting because Seattle just beat GCU a week ago at GCU Arena, 65-54. Like they gave up Seattle held GCU to 13 first half points. Like that's crazy in phoenix like that's wild to me um and then they go and sweep this road trip at southern utah and utah tech like that that doesn't make sense like let's make it make sense here you guys like it's crazy but i think they can hang with seattle i think ray harrison is if i would be surprised i don't know i i, I shouldn't say surprised he was my whack player of the year that i put out the postseason awards for whack hoops digest today he probably won't be with the coaches just because he wasn't a, one or two, but I wouldn't be surprised if he is. Let's put it that way. Uh, So he can do a lot, and I think that's going to be a challenge for Seattle is stopping Ray Harrison. Plus, Gabe McLaughlin is very good for the the Lopes. The other one is, I think, if Utah Tech can get by SFA, I think there's a chance that they can upset Southern Utah. And that's no disrespect to Southern Utah, because Todd Simon's crew is a veteran experienced, you know, squad. He's got five seniors that have been there the last three years. And all they've done is win ball games. So, but Utah Tech plays with a certain edge when they play these in-state schools. It's a whole different ball game. They've already beat Southern Utah once this year. I think it's very possible that Southern Utah, even though they're not eligible for the NCAA tournament, that they can make a run in this tournament with the with the experience that they have. With John Judkins, his experience, very good coach. And then Tarleton, if they win and face Utah Valley, they're a bad matchup for the Wolverines. I'm not going to lie. They are a terrible matchup for the Wolverines because of the way they play. So those are three quarterfinal games I'm keeping my eye on very closely if they happen. Yeah, the quarterfinals, I mean, here at the Orleans Thursday could could be some of the best basketball. I know, Kyle, you've been covering the WAC for a while, and and I tell people, hey, it wasn't that long ago, we only had six teams playing in this tournament. And now we have 12. And when we get to the quarterfinals, those eight you, you mentioned, you know, potential Grand Canyon, Seattle U matchup, Southern Utah. It sounded like you're calling for the upset with Utah Tech, Stephen F. Austin. I don't know if people in Nacogdoches can be too happy with you, even though you weren't a 
purple coat and you got the SFA pennant behind you. But, uh, you know, they come off that terrible loss. But like Kendra said, they won 10 in a row and then lost. Coming off a, you know, just a defeating loss like that, maybe they bounce back. Maybe that galvanizes them for the tournament. You just never know how teams are going to react. And even a team like California Baptist uh, going into the season with the Armstrong brothers and some of the talent they have, would it be that, you know, surprising if they made some kind of a run in the tournament? Yeah, no, I, I <laughs> excuse me. My my concern with SFA, going back to that, like last year, they they went on that run. They won 10 straight to get to a share of the regular season title. They were away from home for two weeks. They had played at New Mexico State and at UTRGB to finish the regular season. They did not go home to Nacogdoches. They came to Las Vegas and had to wait almost a week to play that semifinal or that quarterfinal game where they lost to Abilene Christian. So they were exhausted. I'm not going to lie. Like that was a bad kind of timing for them. It's even worse this year just because they are so banged up. And I don't know if Day Day Hall is going to play on Tuesday because it sounded like he was out for the season after he re-injured his shoulder this week. Nana Boasiaco is – he's out for the rest of the season, so they lost a big guy. Um, Latrell Giselle got banged up against Utah Valley, so they are banged up. That's my only concern with SFA. They could they could go on a run here at, at Las Vegas, but they are so banged up that I just don't know what SFA team we're going to get. As far as CBU, the question is which CBU team shows up. Is it the team that scored – that? It, got out to a 20-point lead against Seattle at the CBU Event Center a couple weeks ago? Or is it the team that scored 45 points in a loss at Sam Houston two weeks ago? Like, so who do we get for CBU? But they can make a run. They're very talented. They have the shooters. And when they get going, they're tough to stop. If they score 70 points, they will win ball games. They are very good when they score 70-plus points this year. You know, when we were just kind of talking about which team, you know, could win this and I look at it and I see so many, I mean, our, our league is so stacked. It's so, you know, there's a, there's the top teams, but then all the teams below it, I think anyone can have an upset at any time. Like you kind of mentioned, uh, Kyle, if you had to pick who your semifinal, your whack champion would be early on, I'm going to put you on the spot here wow. and see. Yeah. Why not? Why not see you had pretty close bracket predictions. So let's see about this. one. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, last year I was sitting at that Albuquerque airport and you asked <laughs> the same question. And I, went with <laughs> I, the, I, I went with the Aggies and I was right on the money there. Like That's I was, true. I was right on the money there, but, uh, Y'all, this year it's hard. Like, this league is so deep. There are five teams with 20-plus wins. We've seen upsets galore. We saw UTRGV go into GCU Arena and beat the Lopes. We've seen Seattle go into GCU Arena and beat the Lopes. Uh, but we've also seen CBU blow out uh, Seattle. We've seen Grand Canyon go into Sam Houston and beat the Bearcats in Huntsville. UT Arlington went on the road and beat SFA and they beat Sam Houston that not on the road, but they beat Sam Houston at college park center, but like, that's crazy, you know, and Utah tech, they blow out Seattle U on Wednesday night by 37 points. So it's like who in the, <laughs> it I reminds just, me of the old song, the real Matt Slim Shady. I just well, want to go back Slim to what, Shady stand up. Please oh stand up. Goodness. It's wild. But I want to go back to what Matt figure said when the schedule, the conference schedule came out in September he looked at it and he's like where in the heck am I going to get a win and that's not exactly what he said but I don't want to swear in this podcast so. 
Good, good but, choice. But it's like where where anybody can win on any given night. You know, it, it's just a matter of who's shooting the ball better, who's maybe defending better, maybe who's playing with that extra chip on their shoulder. We, you know, ACU last year, they were playing with a little bit of a chip. You know, they people doubted them, and they just kept getting after people. Oh, I told somebody, and it, and it was going to come down to the, to the to the matchup, but I told somebody that I thought Tarleton could make a run in this tournament just because of the way that they play. Tarleton, tar, Tarleton. Not Tarleton. If Tarleton, you try to go the hard eight again sorry. in Stephenville, they're going to be bad at you. <laughs> it is it is a Utah thing. I apologize to Kyle Cruz, Billy Gillespie, everybody down there. I really apologize. But Tarleton, I think, can make a run in this tournament, even if they have to play Utah Valley in the quarterfinals. And that's coming from a Utah Valley alum. Like, that's hard to say. But when you look at that matchup, it's not good for Utah Valley. So that'll be interesting. And I think Tarleton could make a run in this tournament. Um, Grand Canyon can do the same thing, you know, and people will bash on me for saying that, but don't ever count out the lopes, especially when they got a guy like Ray Harrison that can go off at any given moment. That's been really good. And they're playing really good basketball this last week going into whack Vegas. It'll be very interesting to see. I think Sam, I'm going to go out on a limb. I gonna say Sam Houston's going to win the tournament. I think that all around just the way they play defense and the way that they can score at times, I think that they're going to win. Jason Hoon's going to get to his first NCAA tournament. That's my that's my prediction. Bold prediction. Taking going chalk. Taking notes. We'll <laughs> see. We'll talk on Saturday. <laughs> Let's head Absolutely. over to the, to, to the women's side, uh, Kyle. So Monday at noon, action gets underway. Michelob Ultra Arena. The top seed again, like the like the men. It's Stephen F. Austin, not the conference champion. But the body of work for the Lady Jacks uh, propelled them rather easily. I mean, this this was a you know pretty much a no brainer uh, for several weeks. Now they were going to be the number one seed. Southern Utah, though, this is a team. I, I don't know if ever, anybody really saw it coming. What they were going to do? I think people thought they would be good. I don't know if they thought they'd win the regular season and be a hot team to pick uh, to win the tournament. Yeah, what Tracy Sanders has done this year with that team is is amazing like they they played one of the most difficult non-conference schedules i mean they went to oregon uh went to utah you know those are top 15 top 20 i think utah's in the top 10 right now in women's basketball so uh you know just one of the more difficult schedules non-conference schedules and then whack play they've just been good and the reason why part of well part of the reason why i don't know if you both know this but tracy sanders she's like six four you know, without her heels. And then when she puts her heels on, she's like six, seven, like interviewing her when I was in Cedar city a couple of times and standing next to her. Yeah. She, she's a very tall head coach. So she's she's taller than Mark Kellogg. Yeah. It, yes. By quite a few inches. I'm not going to lie, but wow. <laughs> she also has some very good bigs in Lizzie Williamson and Megan Jensen, who have been really, really good this year for them. I believe Lizzie Williamson set the, uh, single season record for either rebounds or blocks one of the two um, but then she's got some guards you know Sharita Daughtry has been very good she's the closer on that team Delani Bellina has been very good um, and then they got Tamika Whitman back from injury late in the season and she's been she had 25 points in that clinching win on Thursday night so they're a deep team that knows how to win they may not win pretty but they know how to win ball games and close out ball games. And it's been very impressive to see what Southern Utah's done this year. But 
I'm going to tell you their side of the bracket on the women's side is loaded like that. That's going to take, yeah, it, it's going to be a challenge for them. It's going to be, they're going to earn every bit of their trip to the NCAA tournament. If they win the WAC tournament this year, let's just put it that way. They do have a tough road. Like you mentioned, and I'm looking at this bracket at the bottom where we have UT Arlington, Seattle, U, and then depending who wins UT Arlington wins, they go on to face Grand Canyon. And, you know, beginning of the season, we talked a lot about the Mavericks because of what they did last season, knew the conference this year, went to the NCAA tournament last year. They have star Jacobs, who has just been phenomenal this year, but they have, they, they're another one that I feel like they have really good games. And then, then they fall off. They have that, you know, star Jacobs, the buzzer beater against SFA to take down the top team. How do you kind of see that, that bracket playing out and, and certainly the tough matchup to get to the semifinals and championship. You know, that that's the thing is you look at that lower part of the bracket on the women's side and you see UT Arlington right there. They're playing Seattle. That quarterfinal game on Wednesday where it could be UT Arlington Grand Canyon, which would be a fantastic ball game, not going to lie. I UT Arlington's playing much better as of the last couple of weeks. Like, they have been very, very good. Star Jacobs has been – they may not be at the top of the league, but she should still probably be the player of the year with what she's done. Like, her numbers are – Nobody's even close to her. Let's just put it that way. Nobody's even close to what she's done. And I think UT Arlington is going to shock some people in this tournament. I think that Grand Canyon and Southern Utah probably need to be on upset alert with regard to the Lady Mavs. And I say that not because of anything else but Star Jacobs. When you have a star player that can do all that, it makes everybody else around her better. And they can score points. They play chaotic. They get after you. Keep an eye on the Lady Mavs because they've they've been in a conference tournament where they've won it last year, so they know how to win too. So keep an eye on the Lady Mavs. That's a like I said, that lower part of that bracket is loaded. And Southern Utah better yet, you know, be careful too, because New Mexico State and UTRGV, they can get hot at any any given moment. Like Jody Adams, what she's done with that Aggie squad this year has been tremendous. I mean, it, it, it's a whole different program as they get ready to go to Conference USA after, you know, in July. Lane Lord's team last year, I mean, they were the funnest team in the in the tournament last year to watch. Like, I was shocked at how fun it was uh, to watch Lane Lord's squad. And Iona Dorsey can light it up, you know, at any given moment. So that's going to be a fun lower bracket in the, in the women's side. Very fun. Well, UTA is uh, meeting down the hall from us here so <laughs> hopefully they aren't uh, hearing our our opinions uh, on them but uh definitely star jacobs what you had 35 points 20 rebounds a couple weeks ago she can definitely put the team on her back at times if need be she has the longest hair in the league too eric that, that is a, that, is a, that is correct yes and i that uh, should be a feature story for this might, might be in the ncaa i would i would say yeah uh, yeah it's it, quite the quite the it, it's pretty cool actually i'm is. fascinated by it uh, speaking of hair, but uh, going the other direction, Jared Olson, coach at CBU. <laughs> no hair. But we haven't talked about the Lancers yet. This is a team that's been battle tested. Maybe not this particular group of players, other than Trinity San Antonio, who really turned it on, had that injury, uh, you know, missed some action. Ever since she returned, CBU that they they have a buy, and there's a reason for that. And and if you look at when she came back, that's when the Lancers have become this team. They could be a team to watch out for. 
Yeah. I mean, you think about what Jared Olson's done this year. They lost Caitlin Harper, Ane Oleta, Brittany Thomas, uh, among others on that from, you know, that was from their undefeated team to last year's team that got to the semifinals. Uh, it's just very impressive what he's done with this group. He probably has the freshman of the year in Grace Schmidt, you know, right now, who's been very good for him in the paint. She's playing, she's a little undersized for the position that she's playing, but she's done it well. But you talk about, you know, a team that can light it up. Um, you know, they, I think they took 16 uh, field goal attempts in the first quarter at Southern Utah the other day. 13 of those were from three point range. I think they made like eight of them in the first, first quarter. So that's their game plan. They're going to, they're going to fire it away, you know, fire it away, but they're also going to let Trinity San Antonio go and make a play. She got that experience playing on the international level this year with Puerto Rico. Um, so she's been very, very good. Uh, she's just, I don't know. She's one of the best players in this league and and they can light it up. They beat SFA in Nacogdoches this year. So they know that they can win. They beat Grand Canyon this year. Um, they really went toe to toe with Southern Utah in that matchup in Cedar this past week, but kind of ran out of steam, you know, Southern Utah's size got to him a little bit late in the game, but Jared Olson's team can surprise people. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they make a run in this tournament. And they got, I mean, they're going to have a, a probably a good Utah Tech team. No offense to Dan Nielsen's, you know, Wolverines. That CBU Utah Tech quarterfinal on Wednesday is going to be pretty interesting because you got two teams like to score, two teams like to shoot the three point ball. Um, you got two really good guards, Brianna Gillen and Trinity San Antonio going, you know, at each other. So, uh, but Jared Olson's team is is very good. If they get going from the perimeter, they can be unstoppable at times. Kyle, you know the question I'm going to ask you. <laughs> you just know. Um, yeah, I know. Who, <laughs> let's see. Who's your pick? Maybe the semis and the finals? Give it to me. <laughs> uh, this is a tough one. Um I'll give you what I said before when we first start talking about the women's bracket. UT Arlington, I think, is going to get to the semifinals of this WAC tournament. I I really like what Sharika Wright's squad is doing right now. They're getting up the floor. They're they're defending. You know, they have a lot of high scores, but people don't realize, you know, that's because they're turning people over quite a bit recently. Um, they just lost on a heartbreaker to SFA this past weekend, you know, like they can play, they're good, they're talented, they're experienced, and they have arguably the best player in the league. Like you, if you don't slow her down, like you said, Eric, she went for 35 and 20, what, two weeks ago in a ball game. So she can go off at, she, I shouldn't say she can go off at any time. She goes off every night. Let's put it that way. She's averaging like 20 and 15 or something like that. So she can go off at any time. I really like the mat, the lady maps, because they are playing well right now. And, you know, they play on Monday and you get started quick. You never know what could happen, you know, with a day's rest when another team's had off a few extra days. Uh, Cause we've seen it before where teams, you know, play earlier and then they get on a roll and it just gets going. So UT Arlington, I think gets to the semifinals. Um, I'm going to say that Mark Kellogg's lady Jacks though. I think they get it done this year at WAC Vegas again. Uh, it's all going to depend on Ayanna Johnson's health. Like she got hurt uh, in that regular season finale. So we're going to see if she's able to go. He's just got the depth, the guards, 
Um, Jordan Harrison's a very good point guard. Uh, so it's just a matter of if Ion Johnson's good to go, then they're gonna they're gonna win Black Vegas once again. I, I just I have a great story too. I just want everybody on this podcast to know yeah. I have a great story coming out about uh, their point guard who was the WAC tournament MVP last year. Zion Nugent is now sidelined for the season. So uh, right, yeah, yeah, Zion Nugent. Zion Nugent. Yep, it's a great story. Got to talk to her last weekend when I was in Nacogdoches for that ESPNU game. So uh, good stuff there. But what was was she Did on the you... turntable? Yeah, I was like, Did you factor in her DJ in. Oh, it, it's in there. Believe me, it's in there. So yeah, I, I mean We're... that that goes to say too, Kyle, that if as as you predict, SFA goes through to win, if they do it without Zion Nugent, uh, that I mean, what a what a jo- and Jordan Harrison as a freshman, uh, you, you had uh, Mark Kellogg on the Road to Wack Vegas show. Um, he usually doesn't play freshmen like this. I mean, yeah. they usually don't. He, he he's not a big fan of starting freshmen right away, but he kind of had to. And right. not only did he have to, she responded and I think was third in the team in scoring, leads the team in assists. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I, like you said, I don't think he was planning on her having to play as big of a role as she has, but that injury to Zion Nugent kind of changed everything with regard to Jordan Harrison being the starting point guard. So uh, she's, she stepped in immediately and she hasn't, she hasn't flinched. Like she's been, it's almost like she's playing as a seasoned veteran for the lady Jacks. And uh, you know, People will think she's small, but she's quick. She can knock down a three-pointer, and she's not afraid to attack the basket either. Uh, I think it helps to have Avery Brittingham um, in the paint along with Iona Johnson. You know, that gives a little bit of ease. So I just think that SFA is just deep. But it's all it's all going to depend on Iona Johnson's health. If she's good to go, they're good to go. And I think they roll away with the WAC tournament again. Well, Kyle, we really appreciate you coming on here. We appreciate everything that WAC Hoops Digest has done for this conference all year. You do a tremendous job covering the league, and we can't wait to see you in person here in just a few days uh, for the start of the tournament. We can't wait. It's going to be crazy. So can't wait to see how those predictions uh, end up uh, seeing how they go. (laughs) I hate being put on the spot in this crazy conference that's been wild all year, but... uh... Looking forward to it. Looking forward to be there at McDowell's Arena on Monday. It's going to be a a good time and entertaining basketball all around. So uh, look forward to seeing you all. Look forward to seeing you, Kyle. Thanks, everybody, for listening to this special episode of the WAC Podcast. Thanks for listening to the WAC Podcast. Make sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And check out our website at WACSports.com.